independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Is that a balloon in the sky, a UFO, or inflation? Economists pulled by Dow Jones expected a four-tenths of one percent rise in the consumer price index for last month. The actual number came in at half a percent. The biggest contributor to the all-items price increase, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, was housing. Food, gasoline, and natural gas were close behind. That's right, inflation! <laughs> You know what that means, guys. Uh, and again, it's it's the economy, stupid. For all the chaos, crazy. It's the end of the day. You're like, you're looking at your paycheck. You're looking at your earnings. You're looking at what's potentially going to happen this year, uh, and and how much you know is going out. It will cost more. My gas prices have gone up. I recognize that. I'm not a fan of that. Well, they're not as high as they were a year ago. I get that, but they're way higher than they were two years ago. Jeez, I was bringing that up. Americans are still feeling the impact and prices for daily essentials like food, electricity, car insurance. Overall, you are paying almost $400 more every single month to buy the same goods and services as you were a year ago. Yeah, that's not good because a year ago we're talking about it's 5000 more a year that we paid the year before. Well, we're pretty much at the same place. Frustration level. Is this this it, right? Like, you know, and what ends up happening is now the Fed's got to meet again. They're going to sit down and go, what should we do? And we're going to have to raise rates again. And, oh, my God. And that's going to be more expensive for stuff. And people don't stop spending. But the problem is they're spending at a level that they obviously feel comfortable with or the, of the stuff that they need. And that stuff's gone up. It's not like they're buying more. They're buying the same. It's just costing more. But. Until, I guess, we get that into a position where people realize you got to stop spending less. We're going to be in a position. that's ugh. And that gas price thing, it does worry me because, man, for a moment there, it felt good. I was like, okay, we, I see the two. Now, in California, this does nothing to do with you. But other places, I see the two. It's there. Paid $279, $289. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not happy about it. I'd like to pay $215, but it is better than 5 bucks. And all of a sudden, I'm paying $340 again. One factor driving inflation, of course, is gas prices. And they went in the wrong direction last month. The national average in January was $3.35, 12 cents higher than in December. That's not good. That is not good. And the oil prices, you know, the worry of... Of, of, of a kickoff of a spring offense that is taking place and that we could see, you know, China buying up as much oil as possible. And uh, there's there's a lot that people are, are nervous about. And it goes back to the jobs again, too, because when we start to think of a slowdown in spending, we think of people starting to worry about losing their gig. And how many of you are terrified of losing your gig? I read an article yesterday. It was in Bloomberg. It was very interesting, actually. It was about people that, you know, the young, they're not really worried about losing their gig. And as I'm reading this article, I'm realizing one thing as they talk about how some of them are embracing it and are fine with it. It's because none of them have responsibilities, right? I'm 52. I'm responsible for a few things. House, cars, kids. You get where I'm going with this? If I'm 25 and I got no responsibility, nah, losing my job's not the worst thing in the world. Especially if I didn't really like my job because it didn't make my heart sing. But until everybody feels like there might be pressure to lose your job and there might not be that quick replacement or replacement at the level that you're at, that's when things go, ooh. 
Oh, yeah. And that's when things hopefully slow down. But are they going to slow down enough? I know that our goal is always to get to 2%. It ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I think 2% is a dream for a lot of people. uh, But I would like to see it slow down, at least in the near term, to 3%, 4%, something. How about a little help here? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. With all that going on, we, of course, got the spy balloons are everywhere. Am I freaking out about it? No. Do I think it's aliens? Probably not. It's funny. Kirby was asked about the whole alien thing yesterday. My understanding is that uh, the top officials of the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft period i don't think there's any more that needs to be said there how about witchcraft do we need to worry about witchcraft no it's a spy balloon now we found out yesterday that another one of the things we shot down was indeed a balloon like thing that being said the other two unidentified getting to them is an issue because of where they're located in particular, the one even on the, that landed on apparently on ground is tough to get to. So kind of remote. It's not going to be simple. But it was a fair question to ask, right? And, you know, she's like, because uh, mm, uh, mm, she's just awful. She said Canada the other day. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. But uh, KJP, is, is there, there's a lot of struggle going on there. I feel bad for her. I do when I see her up there and thought, oof, that's tough, you know. Like like Sean Spicer, and we've had Spicer on the show. Spicy is a really nice guy, totally ill-equipped for that position. Totally ill-equipped for that position to go out and to 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 be the mumble in chief, because you gotta get it. You, you've got to be so quick on your feet. You've got to be able to, you know, like you go and look. Huckabee Sanders was great at it. Right? McEnany was great at it. Jen Psaki was great at it. You know who wasn't great at it? Sean Spicer wasn't great at it. And KJP is not, it's not been a win. But we fire so many. This is what I was, you know, because we're finding out more and more about these. Listen to how many balloons go up on a daily basis. No one has reported weather balloons missing, but there are well over a thousand launched every day worldwide, close to 200 here in the U.S. alone. And they don't have to file a flight plan unless they're near an airport or information is requested. But they do notify before they are launched and then they are on their own. They're on their own at that point in time. They're on their own. And we now see them more and more because apparently we fixed the problem. <laughs> what was the problem? Well, it was we, uh, we we turned the thing on and then boom, away it went. Oh, that's it. That's it. There wasn't a problem and because we didn't know they were there. And then we found out they were there because everybody's got technology now at their fingertips to see things that they didn't see, you know, uh, several years ago. 
And so now at the flip of a switch, uh, we can now see these things because we weren't monitoring. We weren't monitoring at 60,000 feet in the air. We weren't monitoring at these levels. And some of the stuff they just put down to us, well, it was probably a flock of birds, not the seagulls. That would be hilarious. It was probably a cloud. Now we're looking for these things and we're blasting them uh, if we see them. And how much of that is a reaction? Probably a lot to what took place, you know, and allowing this thing to float over the country and look at everything (laughs) that they wanted to. And we're finding out more about that, too. And that's going to take a while. Because we, I mean, we need to learn more about this, don't we, Kirby? We briefed Congress. We briefed Congress in a classified setting back in August about this program. Uh, so we're going to keep studying it, keep uh, keep trying to learn from it. And because we were able to shoot this balloon down uh, in waters off the Atlantic, now we've got that debris. We'll be able to learn even more about this particular platform. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And they've got quite a uh, an extensive balloon program. And the guy that put it together, I mean, he kind of bragged about it going back what, three, four years about what this thing could do, you know, weather, of course, but uh, reconnaissance, research, research is reconnaissance, research is spying. That's what it is. And the Chinese, you know, they're like, well, we got 10 years over here. We were going to shoot him down. We decided not to. It's like, whatever. Nobody's buying it. You guys got caught. Now, I don't know what the other two are. Could they be alien? What if it was alien? Would you rather have an alien? Or would you rather have it China? Or Russia? That's an interesting question. Because if, you know, you heard some of the pilots the other day said, look, it scrambled some of my uh, instruments at the same time. Uh, a couple of the pilots said there was no means of propulsion to keep this thing in the air that we could see that was visible. What if it, you know, would you rather have your enemy have technology that's super advanced or know that it's alien? Because it's a 50-50 chance maybe they're here to not eat us. Put that out there. 323-538-2423. That number is 323-538-CHAD. That's the text line. I know a lot of people call that line. We don't do calls here because we move fast, move in and out of subjects really quick, and uh, and we're lazy. And I don't even know our other line, <laughs> to be honest with you. Now, you can lead a voicemail there if you would like to. Feel free to do that as well. I'll play it on the air, especially if you're not dropping F-bombs. 323-538-2423. Raycon, best earbuds around. I love my Raycons, but they've got a ton of other things available to you so you go to buyraycon.com slash chat simple and easy right and you look around and you peruse and you say well look at all of this amazing stuff that you guys have here you've got the best and i do mean the best when it comes to speakers headphones gaming headphones everyday headphones they've got bundles and more if you're like me and you love audio and you love sound, this is what it's all about. You're going to get 15% off right now by going to buyraycon.com slash chad. You're 15% off, plus you get buy now, pay later, and a 30-day happiness guarantee, which means you're not happy you send them back. No questions asked. It is that simple. If you want the best in sound audio and everything from speakers to gaming headphones to everyday headphones and earbuds, it's about Raycon. Save big. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. You stink like 
fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? You kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. Well, happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. Hope you guys are my Valentine. Great song done by the rock band Bread. That was the uh, title single from the title. Baby, I'm a watch. It was the album. What? Okay. Uh, number one, U.S. Billboard Adult Contemporary. Three was the number reached on the cash box as well as the Billboard Hot 100. Whoa. Got some more of those amazing songs. Easy listening indeed. Got a lot of 70s in there. Because I just thought, love songs aren't the same today. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, 80s had some good ones. 90s had some early 2000s. You got a lot of Adele stuff that is really good. But nothing is cheese. And nothing goes well with cheese, like bread. You got some great ones in there. You got some, I'm going to be rocking out today, kids. So be prepared is all I'm saying. 323-538-2423. Plus, later on, we'll break down exactly what Valentine's Day is. We're going to give you how we, 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 we got to the point of Valentine's Day. How did we get here? Here's something that's not happening in Valentine's Day land. Uh, it is getting uglier and uglier in Ukraine. Has it begun? I think a lot of people are worried that they have gone a bit earlier than most people think uh, when it comes to the assault. And that the assault at this point in time is in full effect and they're in need of a lot of stuff. Uh, the the I mean, Lloyd Austin, Lloyd Austin came out. He's our sec def to talk about the fact that there is a lot of issues that they need to address, uh, and that is understandable. When you see what's happening over there right now, it is getting uglier and uglier fast, uh, and this is going to. You know, uh, this is going to this we're going to have to sit here and say, look, it's time for us to to decide. It's so funny because there's rumors out there that we killed a deal between uh, the Ukrainians and Russians. Uh, One of the uh, Israel, uh, I think it was the Israel uh, PM came out and said, look, there was a deal done between Ukraine and Russia as far as a ceasefire and 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 some sort of treaty potentially and we came out and killed the deal I don't know how true that is you're going to hear what's the first thing that dies the first casualty of war is what it is truth so could some of that be true absolutely why cuz there's a lot of money involved together we have committed nearly 50 billion dollars in lethal assistance to Ukraine since the start of Russia's all out invasion last february 24th so you think about our that. coordination is making a real difference is in it? real time is it yeah that is i mean the ukraine would be i mean i mean we joke about it red dawn but they would really be red dawn without our assistance they're 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 standing toe to toe uh they've got the red dawn spirit but they've got the uh, best equipment but 50 billion dollars somebody's getting paid right or am i right 
Now, is it enough? That's a big question. What's this offensive look like? You know, we've had Mike Lyons on on more than a few occasions to talk about it. We're all kind of in a position where we look up and we see that they're fighting their asses off. But how long? How long does this last? How long can they hold out? Right? How long does Russia, and Russia said on a few occasions, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we're not built for this kind of war anymore, but you're fighting that kind of war. And that what's coming is going to be much more lethal and dangerous. Where do we draw the line to when it comes to money? This can't be forever. We're depleting ourselves here. And at the same time, uh, some people are getting rich. These are all questions that are fair to ask. And on the other side of it, and there's, you know, the Tucker fans out there. Yeah, that's what Tucker says. Uh, what if he decided he wants Poland? Because yesterday there were three incursions into Polish airspace. And he wants some other countries that are tied with NATO. Do we just go, well, screw it then? So it's it's a touchy thing. And it isn't over yet. It isn't. But the Russians are struggling, and their offense seems to have started now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter, your Insta, all of the other things. The media! Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know something crazy about that? And producer Phil, you are a big uh, music uh, aficionado. Do you know they recorded that on September 3rd and then released it on November 4th? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft Rock Indeed. Uh, just an amazing, incredible song by Ario Speedwagon, not to be confused with Ario Speed Dealer, which is a punk band out here in Southern California in the West Coast of the United States, America. Written by Kevin Cronin. The American uh, rock band's lead singer and really the seminal driver of the band uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, just fantastic song. Uh, he was the lead and backing vocals. Played the guitar and piano on it. And it hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, Cashbox, U.S. Record World, and R&R it got to number two. Year in charts, it was number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. little love for you right there, kids. A little Ario Speedwagon. Big hair. I, so he, he's an interesting character. Side note here. We're just going to go off on a wandering around before we get serious about stuff. He did an interview at a local station I was at. First of all, he's a wee tiny lad. He just wanted to tell you he's a wee tiny lad, old Kevin Crone and Ario Speedwagon. He was so nervous to do anything live that they had to tape up 
the because you know when you walk by the studios you can look in and see you know in the studios like glass things and you can see the dj and everything and they had to tape up the so you couldn't see in them the windows because he was that nervous hair was very big still very very big three two three five three eight 2423, that is your text line. Got some text we'll get to in a little bit. Last night, horrible shooting in uh, Michigan. A horrific shooting. Three people dead. Why? That's the question that's always the question. Five people in critical condition. The shooter is also dead. Why, though? We have absolutely uh, no idea what the motive was at this point. We can confirm that the 43-year-old suspect had no affiliation to the university. No affiliation to the university. Nothing. Why? What, what, what happened? Fair question to ask. What? Why is it that your pain, your anger needs to be taken out on other people? Why is it you're pissed at the world? And we'll watch the media spin here because he's also black. Oh, God. Oh, God. And the media likes to play these games where, you know, uh, they're going to come out and they'll try to spin it and do some, you know, it's just it's it's infuriating. Here's the thing. He's an emotionally disturbed individual who had beef with the world and he was pissed and angry. And he decided this is the place I'm going to take it out on. This is the place where I'm going to do my damage. And the question is right to be asked, why, why, why? Why are we seeing so many people pissed and angry at the world right now? And and, and I, I'm telling you, if, if it was me, again, and there's, here's that we're never always going to know. And I think that's the thing. We're always looking around going, why, why, why what's that? There's got to be a, re- we may never know. I go back to, to Vegas. We'll never know what took place in Vegas. That guy shot up a concert, killing how many people, wounding how many people, altering the lives of hundreds and thousands of people who are dealing with everything from their injuries to PTSD and everything in between. And to this day, when you look at him on paper, as little as we know about him, there was nothing that would indicate that he was going to do something like this. Some people, there's red flag after red flag after red flag. And I'm sure we'll find out more about this guy in the coming you know, days and stuff. But it'll, you know, uh, it'll probably go by the wayside because it doesn't fit a narrative that the media likes. And the media is always about narratives. And if you don't think it's true, you're lying to yourself. You're absolutely lying to yourself. This is Matt Taibbi. He was on yesterday with uh, Joe Rogan. Now, Matt Taibbi is actually what I'd like to call a journalist. He is a liberal. Comes from a long line of journalists. He is a actual, classical, liberal, left-leaning individual. But he's a journalist first. Unbiased. Will admit when he's wrong. He's been heading up the whole Twitter files thing along with Barry Weiss and a few other people. And they were talking about why are journalists the way that they are in today's world? Their idea of journalism is sort of digging up facts to defend whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, and not looking at things objectively. Not it's looking- a very, there's a very clear narrative, you, and you have to push that narrative. Right. Yeah. Right. And when it changes... Goddamn thing. When the science changes and when new information comes out that refutes everything you've said in the past, you just shut the f- up and keep moving. And that is crazy but true. 
That's journalism. You know, you watch journalism today. And as I try to explain, I try to explain to my uncle, like he gets mad. A lot of other people out there. I hear from you guys every day. Well, you know, if 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 Biden does something wrong, why isn't the media after him when they would be after Trump? I'm like, understand, there is media that's after Biden, if you will, that will point out his messes. But why doesn't all the media do it? The same reason that all the media didn't do it for Trump. Now, a vast majority of the media is left leaning. And when we talk about the media, you and I both know we're talking about, quote unquote, those establishment, you know, cable channels that nobody watches. Nobody's watching CNN. You're watching CNN. Actually, I'm not. I believe I'm watching Wells Fargo, which is not a bank in this uh, the way that you would think. It was actually a Western back in the day. The media has to find their niche. We've talked about it for years. He goes on into talking about the fact that, you know, Rachel Maddow and Bill O'Reilly, and we said this for years. I didn't use Bill O'Reilly. I said Sean Hannity. They're the exact same. Literally, at times, look like the same. Same haircut and everything. You find it. I've said for years that pro-life and pro-choice, pro-gun, all of it, the fight is the same. You just move it, right? You want choice. They want choice to own their guns. It's the same fight. You just move something in and out. It's a business. And when people start realizing that it is a business now and in the business, your business isn't to tell the truth. Your business is to feed your audience that you cultivate and to keep them happy and coming back. That is your business in the world. That's why when the shooting took place in, in, in you know, uh, uh, Michigan State, you watch what happens. The minute they find out it's not a disgruntled white guy who has belonged with MAGA, if they can't time to something else, it'll slowly but surely quietly go back it'll become about gun control it'll become about the guy that, that that did this if it was a white guy that was evil it would be about a white guy being evil because the narrative is i'm playing to a particular audience and this is the audience i'm at right now i and and this audience right here wants to consume the media in this this way they're not interested and, and that's the funny thing i keep telling everybody stop pretending that if you want journalism Maybe read your local newspaper. Right? Seek out journal. There's plenty of it out there. And there and here's how you can tell who is really good at their job. Part of today's world is also crafting not just a narrative, a story. And you can find journalists that will give you the who, what, when, how, and why, but also paint you a good enough picture to keep you interested. The Matt Taibis of the world, the Barry Weisses of the world, they'll tell you the truth. But for a lot of other people, I've got friends who are quote unquote journalists. They'll tell me, dude, I don't get paid unless I get shares and likes and, and that sucks that that's what that's based on, but that's the consumer's fault we don't demand the media be what we want which is journalist we allow them just to be the media and that everybody can be quote unquote a journalist and at the same time an op-ed and at the same time a talking head and it's a, we we don't demand any of that we demand hey you entertain us as well hey we're going to consume this 
I've come to a place that serves hamburgers. Damn it, I want hamburgers. Don't give me hot dogs. I've come to a place that serves me seafood. Do not for a moment give me pizza. Meaning I've come from a place that is conservative, so you better feed me something conservative. I've come here in a way where I'm liberal. You better give me the liberal talking points. I don't like Trump. I love Trump. And if you can stop saying, well, the other side did this for a second and realize, well, that's what they're doing. They're feeding their audience and realize that people aren't going to these places anymore. They're not. They're going online and they're going to the Daily Wire and they're going to to the Daily, you know, call it. They're going to the Blaze and not so much. Maybe Crowder. They're going to Tim Pool. They're going to Breaking Points, which I love to watch because you've got a liberal and a conservative and they're giving talking points, not afraid to hammer both sides. And they're finding the truth more than anything else. But they do it in a way that is the least entertaining. That's what you if you want, you can find it out there. But if your, jo- if your goal is to only get affirmation, and there's plenty of places to do that. If your goal is, I don't like Trump, I'm going to go here, it's easy. New York Times, LA Times, anywhere that you want to go outside of Fox will feed all that thing that you want. And if your goal is, I love Trump, you can go to the Post, right? You can go online and find a thousand different places. And of course, you can go to Fox and several it's there for you. Stop worrying about what the other side does. Because they're just doing what your side does. They're feeding their audience what they want to consume. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. We're going to tell you how we got to Valentine's Day. Well, it was Monday, then it became Tuesday. Not how that happened. And then the sun went down, Chad, and the earth. and uh, No, no. We're going to tell you. How we got to a day? It's Valentine's Day. We have this thing called Valentine's Day. Where the hell did this thing come from? It's bloody, potentially. Heads gone, potentially. And romance, well, it was afoot. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter. Swiss America. My friends right here actually in the Valley. Amazing opportunity for you right now. You know, in uncertain times, in times when there's chaos and craziness, people are always looking for a way to protect themselves and 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 the money that they've built up. And one of the ways of doing that is collecting, collecting coins, silver, gold, things of that nature. And silver right now is attractively priced. And the opportunity to get an amazing walking Liberty half dollar from Swiss America for $12.50 is for you available now delivered right to you now there's a limit of 250 per customer these things were minted between 1916 and 1947 and they can be yours for $12.50 I've got a massive coin collection I've been collecting since I was really young because I, I recognize the value of of collecting and this is a great opportunity to you if you've never jumped into it or maybe you're thinking about adding to it this is the perfect time to do it. Swiss America's Walking Liberty Half Dollar, $12.50 right now. Call or text to reserve your silver coins at 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. That's SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. The Walking Liberty Half Dollar, $12.50 each. Right now, call or text 800 800- 289-2646 or SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show.
me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Every time I try to tell you the words just came out wrong. So I'll have to say I love you in a song. Incredible song, credible singer-songwriter, the late Jim Croce, killed uh, in a small plane crash, 1973. And, of course, an amazing, had to say I love you in a song. What an amazing, amazing, incredible song. How'd that do? Easy listening here in the United States. Landed at number one. Country single, 68. Cashbox, 70. U.S. Billboard, top 10 for him. I think that was his fifth top 10 Valentine's Day, it's lo- we're going to spend $26 billion, of which I mean men are going to spend $25 billion on women tonight, giving you overpriced candy, taking you out to dinners, because nothing says love you like something that was written by somebody else <laughs> in a card and or a designated night to say, oh, yeah, hey, I like you. How did we get to Valentine's Day, you ask yourselves? Kids, we like to inform here. And there's many, you know, I mean, we could give you some of the boring stuff, the feast of this, or it was about the mating of birds and ah. Or we could talk about maybe the most likely story of how at least we got the word Valentine's. And this came from a Roman saint from the third century, Valentine der Tierney. Now, he was thrown into jail because he was marrying people, not just any people. He was marrying soldiers at Emperor Claudius II, who, as we all know, was a super Richard. Now, he had put forth an edict. He told everybody, hey, you guys are going to fight for me. I can't have you worrying about chicks and wives and kids and love. I don't need any of that. I need guys who are tough, who are hardened, right? Who don't care if they die on the battlefield. You know, he wanted incels. <laughs> That's not very nice, Jen. Now, while in jail, old Valentine there, he he ran into a cat that was his jailer, right? Uh, you know, Asterus. Asterios. Hello there. How you doing? Uh, better than you, bro, because you're in jail and it sucks to be you. And I'm out here. So what do you think of those apples? Now, he go, so you're, uh, you got some healing powers there. Yeah. I got a daughter. She can't see. She's blind like Mary from Little House in the Prairie. But they don't know that because it's not around then. So what happens is he says, you go home. You recite this prayer. She's going to see again. He's like, whatever. He goes home and boom, Julia sees again. Wouldn't it be weird if her name was Nancy? But it wasn't. It was Julia. He immediately converts to Christianity. He frees all the religious prisoners from jail. Now, here's the thing where it gets weird. We talked about Claudius, right? The emperor, kind of a Richard. He's so pissed and angry. He says, hey, hey, go catch these two guys. Right now. Valentine's not very sneaky. And Claudius knows that. So they catch these two guys. and, And he goes, hey, hey. You guys, you jacked the pooch, and you pissed me off. So I got to do something, keep up appearances. And they're like, yeah, we get it. And lopped their heads off. And he did it on February 14th, 271 AD. Isn't that nice? That's about love, people. 
Apparently, St. Valentine actually wrote a letter to Julia, and it was signed from your Valentine. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We've enlightened you, and now you know the bloody history of Valentine's Day. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Coming up, the worst, weirdest headline of the day. We'll talk about that. First, kids, consumer prices, inflation. It's going up. Today's report makes clear that Americans are feeling the impact in prices of daily essentials, including food, rent, utilities, and clothing. Overall, you're paying almost $400 more every month to buy the same goods and services as you were a year ago. You know what Biden would say? It's working. (laughs) Sir, sir, is it working that I'm supposed to pay more? It's working. Working. You know, when my dad and great-great-granddad created the rocket ship, (laughs) it's like, what? What is he talking about? No, prices are up. That sucks. It's the high altitude is not just balloons. Prices are going up. Still. Now are they going up at the rate? You know, that's always it. Well, it's not going up as fast as it was. But you're still feeling it. Four hundred dollars more a month. How many of you would like an extra five thousand dollars a year? Raise your hand. Thank you. A vast majority of us would like another five thousand dollars a month. Who wouldn't? Inflation has now been cooling for seven straight months. The January Consumer Price Index rose 6.4% compared to a year ago. That's just a tick lower than the rate in December after inflation hit that historically high level of 9% last summer. But it's still up and we're still not feeling good about it. You know, it's funny that it's everybody, you know, the pushback is like, well, you know, it's down. Yes, kind of, sort of, but we're still feeling it. And the places that it's down isn't stuff that's consumed every month. Gas prices are going back up. That is not a helper for us. I paid three thirty nine dollars uh, last night. About six weeks ago or so, I paid two eighty nine or two seventy nine. So we've got like a 40 or 50 cent jump in the last six weeks. Now, it's come down a little bit in some areas, but the reality is it sucks. We're starting to feel the pinch again. And if you're, you know, and and I said this, if you're the average person two and a half, three years ago, pre-insanity of pandemic and a bunch of other stuff, you you think about this for a second. You were, had a little leftover, felt good about things, right? Then it got to the point where the pandemic came and made everything wacky and who knows what. And, you know, we're stalling payments. We're handing out free money. And some people were, were, you know, you know, just loving the fact that they had a bunch of extra cash. And then 
things got uncomfortable. And then last summer really got uncomfortable. And you went from saving a little to basically break even to now not having enough. And it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to realize that, look, whatever's going on right now, it ain't working. And to think that this is going to change tomorrow, it isn't. I think prices are going to stay high. And and let's think about this. When do gas prices normally go up? Springtime. People are going to be traveling more. We have to go to the summer blend. We're going to take things offline for winter and then get it ready for the summer blend. So we're going to see prices pop. Plus, we've got, well, Europeans coming out of a really, luckily, a winter that wasn't awful. And China's trying to consume as much oil as they possibly can to catch up because they're in a bad position. So once oil and commodity prices like that, the energy prices start to go up, that makes everything even more expensive. Which means we're going to have to try to slow it down. And that's when the feds come in. And then he says stuff like, uh, we expected this to be X, Y, and Z, and it was not. Therefore, we have to continue to raise basis points of 0.5 or whatever, 0.75 basis points. Because to get you to stop spending money, the goal is to make you worry about your job and or lose your job, which is bizarre. But one of the things you got to take in, and this is that rolling recession we've talked about now, which is you're not getting, you're buying the same. You're just paying more for it and in some cases you may be even purchasing quote-unquote less as far as the goods but you're paying more for it so this isn't going away tomorrow and this is going to be a real issue for this president this administration going forward as it would be for any president in any administration 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter Tweet at us, text the program, and then with all of that going on, you got something in the sky that's a balloon. Oh, my Lord. And we have some of said balloon. We were able to bring up uh, some parts of the debris, some of the, even of the structure of the payload itself. Uh, some of those uh, include some of the electronics. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail, but we are starting to get things uh, up off the bottom of the ocean there uh, up and, uh, and try, to get it, uh, try to get it analyzed by the FBI. Now, last week, we were told by Mike Lyons, who talked to his buddies at the Pentagon, said, look, so far they've recovered about 3% of the balloon that mattered. I mean, nobody cares about the big you know, balloon itself. Uh, that was easy, But the, the stuff underneath, what kind of data, what could, what could it do, what couldn't it have done? And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, we've got one, two, three, four. We shot down four of them. One of them, I guess, was identified yesterday as another smaller balloon. And then you've got uh, the other two, which we have not reached and may not reach. We don't know what's left of them. Uh, Are there more balloons out there? Because when you find out that there's a lot of balloons flying around. No one has reported weather balloons missing, but there are well over a thousand launched every day worldwide, close to 200 here in the U.S. alone. And they don't have to file a flight plan unless they're near an airport or information is requested. But they do notify before they are launched, and then they are on their own. Yeah, then they are. They're on their own. We, we wish you luck. How do we find out all of these things are flying around? So two we've identified as balloons. The other two, were they large drones? How are we even seeing them? The United States and Canada, through NORAD, have been more closely scrutinizing that airspace, including enhancing our radar capabilities. What's that mean? Well, we have radars. And we didn't turn them all on. 
Well, I guess what they've done is they've expanded the way they're looking at things because a lot of stuff in the past, they would just pass it off as, well, it's, it's birds, it's, uh, you know, it's clouds in the sky. They were just, because it was so slow moving outside of the Tic Tacs that they just didn't think it was anything to worry about. And then, of course, there are weather balloons. Like you said, 1,000 of them. We launched 200 a day. What about aliens? There is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Oh, you don't know. Now, could it be aliens? I don't know. Uh, Kirby was asked about that yesterday. My understanding is that uh, the top officials of the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. Now, let's re let's read into this. First of all, I'd expect somebody in the government who doesn't want to be transparent about aliens to say, ah, it's nothing to worry about. But listen to what he said about this situation. Uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre. Here we go. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts with the respect to these crafts so what are you saying sir are you saying there are other crafts out there that we should worry about but these aren't the ones hmm i'm asking a question it's valentine's day don't lie to me is that what you're telling us i want to listen to that again just to make sure i don't think the american people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts with the respect to these crafts. So maybe there is. Now, would you rather it be aliens from either a different dimension? And I say that where they're able to, you know, I mean, you know, we're always in interdimensional stuff now when it comes to our superhero movies because you can keep timelines going forever. And, you know, why get rid of the golden goose? But and many quantum physicists have come out and said there's a very good chance that we're living in some sort of of of, you know, new you know whether it's a virtual reality or a different it's possible yeah. or or what if they came from somewhere else in this universe but their technology is so advanced that they were able to get here in a fairly quick amount of time or would you rather our adversaries have stuff that is so much more advanced than ours those are questions i think are real to have because it's a 50 50 chance they don't want to eat us or destroy us where I'm pretty much sure it's a hundred percent that both Russia and China, if given their truthers would absolutely eliminate everything about the West. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show, it's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things, rough greens. It's what I give to my dog every single day. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff. It is a supplement. comes in a powder form. I sprinkle it on top of his food. I never changed anything with Doodle's food. I just continued to allow it to be what it was, what he liked to eat. I sprinkle it on top of there. Now he's at the point where if, I, if he doesn't see me sprinkle it, he won't eat his food. What has it done for him? It has given him a new lease on life. It's making him healthier, happier, bouncier. He is in the best health of his life now. And he's much closer to the end than he is at the beginning. But the fact that he's still here years later when we thought we were going to have to put him to sleep is amazing. If you love your dog and you want your dog to be healthy, happy, with more energy, try Rough Greens. They're going to send you a bag for free. It's not going to cost you anything other than the cost of shipping, which is a few bucks. 
R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Let's find out what's trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Baby Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in the magical world of stuff. Nikki Haley, she has made her bid known. She's running to be president of these here United States of America. CPI report is out. Valentine's Day trending big time. Michigan State as well. Ohio. Now, we haven't covered this. But Ohio, in in was it East Palestine, had a massive train derailment that is sent plumes of smoke in the air for several days, with things like vile, uh, you know, uh, chloride and some other stuff that is just horrific, and it's killing fish, it is killing animals. And people are, it, it is nuts. Somebody said today, it's like they dropped a nuclear bomb in this area. It is horrible. Champions League trending. Why is that? Because the Champions League is back up and uh, on today. Galentine's Day was yesterday. Awesome. A lot of stuff about the uh, commercials. A lot of that stuff there. Commercial time. There's a lot of commercials. Some were good. Farmer's Dog, I think, was rated number one. Uh, Jesus commercial drew. A, it's so funny. Jesus advert draws irie of the left and right. I'm like, oh my god. Shows you. Jesus could show up here today and people start tweeting crap about him. That guy's horrible. Smells doesn't look right. I don't like his da 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 da. Blah blah blah. It would just. It would. It would just. They would come up with something. That's. That's so why he didn't want to come back. <laughs> He's like, man, these people just bitch too much. I don't think he said that, Chad. Head over to uh, Twitter. Valentine's Day, number one trending thing right now. We've been playing a lot of Valentine's Day songs. We'll play you some more here in a little bit. right? We want to make sure that you guys are in the mood on a made-up holiday to spend a lot of money on somebody and buy those flowers that you buy when you get off the freeway and you're like, damn it. You go to 7-Eleven and they're, they're plumb out. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? Go to the supermarket. They don't really have a choice. Like, I'm not giving her a cactus. Then finally, you find that one guy in the corner that still has some left. Right? His kid's running around there next to him. And he sells you that bouquet that he got for three bucks for $25 for you. How about those apples? Ted Lasso, MSU Strong. Of course, the shooting yesterday has been trending. Uh, Parkland, Sandy Hook, a lot of stuff trending after the shooting at, at uh, Michigan State. 
Still no word on the why. People are running around trying to figure that out as they do. Because we, we, now here's the thing. We used to want to know why was somebody so disturbed that they wanted to kill people. Now all we want to know is what's the color of their skin and why are they disturbed from a political standpoint? Is it an ideology because he's Muslim? Is it an ideology because he's an evil white guy that, that, that likes the rest? of the right so they're all the same and because he liked trump he's is is it or is it somebody who is disenfranchised and that's where everybody runs to now and that's the game i just i don't play that game what we know is he's 43 years old he's a black man who was wearing a mask who shot eight people killed three wounded five critical condition he killed himself and he had no association at least at this point to the college itself. So therefore, if we can't paint a picture about the person, then it's got to be the gun's fault that lured him into this. And we need to have a conversation in this country about why is it that there are so many people that decide to kill people and to shoot them up? Why is that? Why is it the richest country in the world has a nation of broken people angry people that want to use a gun to kill a bunch of people that is a fair question to have that being said always blaming the weapon when it's this person who pulled the trigger that's a conversation that some people just will not have 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program Oh, we'll squeeze some stuff in here. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk more about the balloons. Plus this interesting story about a woman who was killed and uh, what her friends are saying about the people that did it. Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Oh man, it's foreigner. I know you can show me on this Valentine's Day of Valentine's. What a great song, right? You know, and then they bring in the the choir, and you know, it's just great song. And it's such a captivating voice. It was a huge hit, by the way, for foreigner. Uh. Recorded in December of 83, but released in November of the following year. It crushed everything around it and smashed onto the hit radio world like you could not believe. 
charting in just about every place and hitting number one all over the world from Norway and New Zealand to Ireland and Canada, Australia, and yes, these here, United States, number one in the UK as well, sold millions of copies worldwide, and the uh, the ranking, it was number four in 1985 as the biggest song of the year in the United States of America and all time from 1958 to 2018 for all the songs released. I want to know what love is for Foreigner. Position 302. That's a good gig if you can get it, kids. I'm just letting you guys know. A good gig if you can get it. Speaking of Valentine's Day. It was Forrest Gump whose late mother told him that. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's not what, but how much that consumer advocate Edgar Dworsky was interested in when he took a Whitman sampler Valentine's 5.1-ounce assortment, removed the plastic divider, and put the candy back in the heart-shaped box. The chocolate takes up about a third of the space in a merchandising technique known as slack fill. It retails for $6, or about 54 cents per piece of chocolate. Romantic, yes, but... Stupid is stupid, doesn't Yeah, you think? A little expensive. That's a little expensive right there. That is a little, it is expensive. That's why we're looking around going, man, we're not getting the same thing we used to get. Inflation is up. Balloons are up. Insanity is also up. Bill Maher the other night said this, and he was surprised. I mean, almost all cities are democratically run. And this is one of the big talking points on the right, is that cities in America are falling apart. They're run by Democrats. Why aren't we blaming the Democrats? Okay, this is the L.A. Times, very liberal Democratic paper. Shootings, theft, and other crime test cities' progressive strain. And they go into the specifics, the number of unhoused people jumped, shootings in the city have tripled, homicides are at a record high, lower-level crimes like vehicles being stolen. Uh, the Democrat there in Port on the Portland City Commission said, you don't have to watch Fox News to look around Portland and say this is not cool. This is a big Achilles heel for the Democrats, is it not? Oh, they need to get out in front of it. They need to. I want a Democrat to stand up and say, you know, some people belong in jail. You know, the rapists, the murderers. The One clap the, for that. Yeah, I, I'm I, sorry, I, but I, they I, do. I, I think that's very interesting. Um, that, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's just, just pause there. One person is like, yes, some people belong in jail. Everybody else is, no, they don't. And I found that to be interesting because a woman was killed in San Francisco or Oakland area. Uh, a couple weeks ago, horrible incident, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's a, something we should be celebrating because we want to celebrate her life. And I know that sounds crazy, but I will say this. Her family and friends are putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to the people who did it. It feels like there's absolutely an opportunity for us to stand in her values and support the world that she wants. Hours after her tragic death was announced, friends and family of Jen Angel released a plea that if the people responsible for her death were caught, they are not to be locked up, but to be offered restorative justice. Yes, Excuse me? Restorative justice. So this lady's killed. Uh, and it, you know, again, it, this is this. We, we talked about it, you know, like your Bill Maher. And he was reading out of the same thing that we talked about last week in Portland about, you know, what a nightmare it has become. The, the, the crime is up. We're going to get somebody on, I think, later on this week who's rolling out something new in Portland, trying who's frustrated and has one of the oldest businesses in Portland is trying something new because they're frustrated. And so here's a lady in Oakland, very similar to Portland, very, you know, this area. And 
and she is killed. Uh, and, you know, her people are like, eh, you know what, maybe some restorative justice. The long lines outside of Angel Cakes Bakery in Oakland owe to the popularity of the products and the creator, Jen Angel. She has this lemon cupcake that has like a lemon curd in it with a raspberry on top. It's like by far my favorite. Emily Harris spent the week at the ICU with her friend Jen Angel. Angel died on Thursday from injuries she suffered following a car break-in near Wells Fargo Bank in downtown Oakland on Monday. She was dragged 50 feet by a getaway car after she tried to chase down the thieves. Which, why? Why would you do that? I mean, you know, it's th- that's a fair question. I mean, are we at this point? And, you know, when we were pointing out this article last week, you have some people in Portland are like, look, you know, the crime is up. We're being accosted everywhere we go. There is, there's just, it's, it, there's drugs. There's Oakland right now and, and California is dealing with prostitution everywhere because they've got a new law that went into effect that essentially says you can loiter even if you are a prostitute now instead of coming and getting you. Uh, and saying, hey, you guys can't be here. Uh, they're just like, they can't do anything about it. So you can download. People are frustrated everywhere. This lady, though, uh, she is she's about restorative justice. And she wasn't. She was killed. And a lot of people thought, well, now she, no, no. she Her family and everybody, they want restorative justice. What does that mean? And what does that mean for the next person? So you got away with killing another human being. Do you think it stops there? What if they go and do something else? Am I allowed to sue your family for hurting my family? And when I was reading a lot of the stuff, this is the same kind of lady that was that we were talking about last week in in Portland, where you got one lady saying all this crime is going on. And lady across the street said, well, that's because everybody here feels like they have no choice but to commit crime. So to punish them is wrong because that makes you more of a criminal. They have every right to do what you want to do, what they do to you. We're really trying to orient towards her brilliant life um, and actually that she's not a person that would support the policing and imprisonment of the people who harmed her family and that's fine the thing is though we have laws for a reason and for all the people that you know people that nobody really wants to get rid of the police no they're like if it's not such a big deal then then if you and it's funny because if you read a lot of stuff she's you know she wrote you know she a lot of anarchist stuff Here's the thing. You're trying and your hope and prayer is live and let live and all this kind of stuff and down with the man and down with the system. What you don't understand and what so many people is you think everybody's going to think like you do or that they would see the light. Here's what I know about human beings. They're human beings. And human beings will do human being things. There will always be somebody who wants to prey on the weak. There will always be somebody looking for a shortcut. There will always be somebody who will try to take advantage of a situation. And if that means through violence and might, they will do it. And trying to make them out always as victims is ridiculous. It is. And, you know, some people look. If that's what they want, but we've got laws and the laws are going to say, sorry, we're not going to allow that to happen because we can't allow people to kill other people and then to get away with it because you want restorative justice because those people might be a threat to other people. 
And when you heard one person clap in the whole Bill Maher thing, so I'm going to go back and play this again. Oh, they need to get out in front of it. They need to. I want a Democrat to stand up and say, you know, some people belong in jail. You know, the rapists, the murderers. The one clap for that. Yeah. Shows you. But when it lands on your doorstep, you want to call somebody. And this whole thought process of you want this perfect world, but you'll never have it because there are no perfect people. And allowing people to get away with things isn't kind, isn't caring. It's cruel. And it affects others down the road. Well, it might make you feel good or like you've done something wonderful. And again, she's putting her money where her mouth is and, you know, good on you if that's what you want to do. She paid the price, the ultimate price, and her family wants them not to go to jail or pay a price for it. They want restorative justice. But that's not fair to the people who live in these areas that these people can thieve and do what they want to do. And somehow it's everybody else's fault. And if only we just let everybody do what they wanted to do, we'd find out that there would be no more cruelty and, and, and further from the truth, because there are no perfect people. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, tweet, text, love hearing from every single one of you. My buddies who are at Bulwark will tell you, it's not a perfect time to get in the market. There's just the time. Which makes it perfect. And right now, Wild Ride 2023. We're headed to it. We're in it. We're in the midst of it. That's why you are probably thinking, what can I do? Well, check out my buddy, Zach Abraham, knowyourriskradio.com, knowyourriskradio.com. They're going to teach you about risk management strategy and what they do, how they lower volatility, what their entire retirement planning process is over at Bulwark, how they protect your portfolio against loss, and that is their number one focus. They're fully transparent. You're going to see their investment strategy, and they're going to talk about what they've done in 2022 and in previous years as well. Go to Know Your Risk Radio right now to learn how Bulwark Capital's risk management strategy can help protect your retirement. See their performance right this second. See what's going on. That's knowyourriskradio.com, K-N-O-W-riskradio.com. They have webinars all the time. Sign up for one of those webinars there with my buddy Zach Abraham and also check out knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. This here be the Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone. Woo! Bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. That's crazy. If I seem to come on too strong. Hope that you will understand I say these things cause I'd like to know If you're as lonely as I am And if you'd mind Sharing the night together Ooh, yeah Sharing the night together Ooh, yeah. uh, A little Valentine's Day music A little Dr. Hook <laughs> Have you ever seen Dr. Hook? Uh, they're kind of going. He, the lead singer, is. And there was another guy who had a patch on his eye. And, of course, you know, they, they had a bunch of hits in the 70s and 80s. And But uh, it is, uh, they were an interesting, my grandma loved them. 
My grandma absolutely just thought they were amazing. Dr. Hook. Oh, my goodness. It is Valentine's Day. We're talking about all kinds of things love. And in Japan, there's another way you can show everybody love. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's truly the, the, uh, it's truly the way that, that, that apparently this could be great for the youth. Seppuku or mass suicide. This comes from uh, Yasuki Narida. He's an assistant professor of economics at uh, Yale University. And he believes old people should kill themselves to avoid burdening the state. I feel like the only uh, solution is pretty clear, Mr. Narita said. In the end, isn't it mass suicide and mass sepico of the elderly? Referring to the act of disembowelment. Now, I don't think, look, uh, do I think that they need to do that? By the way, that 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 right there was when you were a dis, essentially a dishonored samurai. So, and it was horrible because what you did is you 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 put the 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 knife into your stomach then you would drag it across your stomach and then if you were still had some honor uh, rather than bleed out in horrible pain they would immediately once you did the act they would lop your head off i don't think we need to do that nor do i think we need to turn it into logan's run <laughs> but here's the thing that joking aside there is a worry and that worry is going to land here which is we're getting top heavy retirement age out there is 65 as the boomers retire in mass numbers every day we are not replacing them in the workforce the way that we need to to sustain things like oh i'll throw it out there social security and medicare that's the thing. Last week, people are cheering. Yay! Let's not let's not fix the problem. Let's not. Let's just keep avoiding it until we can't anymore. And that goes back to you know what we've talked about, and and it's the it's the awful way that the Republicans have gone about it, just like the Democrats have with the defund police movement, branding, branding, branding. Modernizing police sounds better than defunding police. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Right? Saving Medicare and Social Security sounds better than trying to, to you know, like some of the stuff that they've thrown out there. You just, you have to brand it in such a way. But, I mean, while that guy's gone to the extremes of, you know, them committing mass suicide, the facts remain that Japan is not producing children. The United States, we're not producing children for several reasons. You know, you've got some people out there. It's like, well, the climate's going to destroy the world, blah, 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 blah. You know, just like whatever. You've got a lot of men that aren't working or they're not really good enough in the eyes of a woman to be in a position to be marriage worthy. Because it goes back to that old nature thing, right? She still looks at him and said, you're below my standing in life. If something was to happen, if we were to have a child, if that, could, could you afford, could you be, be in a position to take care of? There is that. And women are, 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 you know, they're in the workforce now. And so there's a lot that's going on. 
We need to think not about mass suicide, but about what's really going on in this country when it comes to the fact that as we age as a society and we are starting to see many boomers retire and move on, that stuff that they paid into, well, guess what? They're going to want it, too. And this younger generation, there isn't enough and we're not replacing them enough. That's why immigration is a huge talk about what do we do with immigration? How do we immigration is going to be something that is going to be needed, especially if we just stop producing children. And it's not just us. It's the West. And yes, Japan and these, they're going to have to figure it out as well. And for us, we're more opening than everywhere else. China, we've talked about it on numerous occasions. China is in a horrible position based on their numbers. By the end of this century, they'll be down to about 500 million people from 1.5 billion because they're not reproducing and they're not going to be about immigration. Japan is not about immigration. We are. We can stave it off, but it's about doing immigration right. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. If you miss any of the program, shame on you. But uh, you can always grab the podcast to make it up to me. Happy Valentine's Day. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Is it aliens? Is it aliens? We need to know. Look, kids in the sky. What is it? Aliens, not aliens. Depends who you talk to. Yesterday, uh, you know, we were told that it was not aliens. Maybe kind of, sort of, could be aliens. Not to worry about aliens. There is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. How do I know that to be true? Hmm? My understanding is that uh, the top officials of the Pentagon when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft. How do you period. know, Kirby? I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. Look, uh, we joked yesterday about it. Like, would you, here's a question. I think it's a fair question. Would you ha- rather have it be aliens whose technology would obviously be superior to ours because they got here from wherever they came from, different dimension, further, further away than we could even imagine? Or would you rather be a adversary, somebody who may not be friendly to the United States of America, who has better stuff than we do? Oh, that's a good question, Chad. Uh, it's not. Look, it's not aliens, at least the, the balloon, because one of them we found out yesterday was another balloon. And by the way, they shoot off a lot of balloons. This is what uh, I don't think many people are becoming uh, well aware of now, the balloon facts and how many balloons we actually shoot off a day globally. No one has reported weather balloons missing, but there are well over a thousand launched every day worldwide, close to 200 here in the U.S. alone. And they don't have to file a flight plan unless they're near an airport or information is requested, but they do notify 
before they are launched and then they are on their own. Now, two of the things that that were taken down over the weekend, uh, one, of course, the big balloon we knew about, the giant moon, the big moon thing. The second one they're saying was a balloon. I think that's the one we shot down in Canada. They're saying it was, you know, a balloon. Uh, The other two, we don't know. And the pilots reporting, they were balloons. They were something else. Here's the thing. It's just about transparency. It's people want transparency. What, what, what exactly is going on? Why are we seeing all of these things now? That's the other thing that people are asking questions. How is it that we, we, we didn't know about it, and then all of a sudden we do know about it? Well, first things first, as technology advances for our government, technology advances for us. And as technology advances for us, so does all of the things that we have from our cell phones to our stuff that we could buy at the, uh, you know, online to look up into the sky. We can see things that we've never seen before. So the fact is that we had people who saw it in Montana raise the alarm about what the hell is this thing? And then they got out there. But then there were serious questions about, well, how many of these things have passed through here? And we didn't know. And potentially our government didn't know. The White House saying they had no communication signals, no maneuvering or propulsion capability. Today, the administration acknowledging that NORAD, responsible for air defenses, adjusted its radars after the giant Chinese spy balloon swept across the U.S. two weeks ago. That may explain why they're now detecting more unknown objects in the sky. Now, when you say adjusted, what do you mean? No, we turned it on. You you didn't you didn't have it on before. We just we we turned that one. There was there were several on, but there were, we flipped the switch, and so we're like, hey. So there's that. That's how our adjustment went. Are you sure it's not aliens? We're not ruling anything out, but it's not aliens. Are you sure we're not ruling anything at all out? At we're maybe. Uh, again, I go back to what uh, Dan Crenshaw said, and he said, for all intents and purposes, something like this that we're seeing and a lot about probably is more of uh, it's, it's it's more it's less sexy than you want it to be. But I joke about the aliens things, but it would be, you know, I mean, again, you, you ask yourself the question. Which would be more terrifying? How does the world react if you found out there's extraterrestrial life, things that we don't know about, that are beings that are so much more more advanced than we are? Because you would have to be, right? You've either come from a different dimension, so you figured out how to flip-flop and jump in and out of dimensions, or you've come from somewhere so far and you were able to get here in such a short amount of time that your, your intelligence level is so much more advanced than than we are the we are we are schmegma compared to you. We are we are slugs comparatively. Or would you rather have it be your enemy, your adversary, the 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 a country, whether it be Russia, because you know Russia came out the other day and I don't know, you, you know, Russia said, look, we're not built for war like this. Our stuff's big, smashy stuff. That was kind of the thing they were talking about. You guys don't even know what we have. And our stuff is about vaporizing and destroying and, and, and you know, things. We're not because they've started their offensive. 
There's no doubt about that. People are, are, are completely aware of what's going on in Ukraine right now. But they kind of made it eluded the other day that they're about, you know, we've got bigger things. Our stuff's more technologically advanced. Now, in saying that, you're getting your asses kicked by, by a bunch of, essentially, it's Red Dawn, right? Wolverines is what's going on over there. All that aside, would you rather it be them or China? than aliens from somewhere else. Oh. oh. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. If you want to hit us up, love hearing from every single one of you. Last night, shooting in uh, at Michigan State. A horrible situation. Uh, I guess a 43-year-old man shot eight people, killed three. Why? I know that that is going to be a question figures on everybody's mind. We will do our best to determine that, but at this time, we have we have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what happened. Of course, the motive is is what everybody's looking for. The shooter himself. Police releasing images of the suspect, describing him as a short black male with a mask on. The manhunt coming to an end when authorities located him off campus after midnight, where police say the suspect turned the gun on himself. Yeah, a horrible situation. And again, the motive, what happened? They say he's got nothing to do with the school. Uh, 43 years old, why he did this, why he chose Michigan State to do what he did. And, of course, there's going to be lots of questions again about gun safety and, and what ended up happening. It was, a, you know, I'm, it's it's horrible that we have to, to, to sit here and go through this time and time again, where we have to defend good gun owners against people that want to do really, really, really bad things because that's what they wanted to do was something very, very bad. Why? Why did you decide to take out your anger, hate, and all of the other things on individuals who did nothing to you? That's the question. What's the motivation? Why are you so pissed and angry at the world that you thought, hey, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go do something heinous to a bunch of other people to prove them what? Wrong? Kids freaking out as you should be. Human beings freaking out as you should be. Why? Because somebody's running around shooting people. She was in shock. She she was terrified. You know, it's it's something that like, as from a parent standpoint, you know, you never want your kids to call you and say, "Oh, hey, uh, by the way, the school is is under attack. It, it's getting shot up a block away from me." Yeah, that's Luke uh, Restpro, uh, who was there. Called his mom last night uh, after this went down. Uh, because, you know, you know, the police are all there. You've got tons of people there, uh, cops by the hundreds and and then some. But at the same time, you know, everybody's hunkered down. They have no idea what's going on. We had hundreds of law enforcement officers from university, local, county, state and federal uh, from the mid-Michigan area that descended on campus today in a coordinated effort to resolve this incident and, and secure our campus. Again, three people dead, five people in critical condition. The gunman is also dead. Why? It's always the question. Why? This guy had no association, according to them, to the school whatsoever. We'll find out more in the next couple days. 
uh, you know, people appoint, okay, well, what's his political affiliation? Well, he's black. So uh, there goes the white supremacy unless somebody can twist it that way. And everybody's looking for, you know, sick people do sick things and it's horrible. And we're always trying to find a reason to blame it on somebody else that inspired them to do something. And sometimes bad people do bad things. And the question of why may never be answered in the way that many people want. Sometimes it's a lot easier. And sometimes, and I go back to what took place in Las Vegas, the horrific shooting in Las Vegas. To this day, the why question hangs out there. Why? By all accounts, he had a girlfriend, he had a ton of money, his life was pretty damn good. Why was never answered and probably never will be answered. Why people do horrible, heinous things to other people based on their anger, disgust, depression is a question that has been, I'm sure, in in truth, asked a billion times through the centuries and will continue to be asked over and over again. And in many cases, we'll never get the answer that we're looking for. 323-538-2423 at Chad Menson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all the other things. A lot of stuff to get to. It's Valentine's Day. We'll go into the history of Valentine's. Well, it's all about love. It started because of beheadings? What? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash chat. I love my dogs. I do. Older Dog Doodle is alive as well as kicking, is living his best little life. But his life, you know, again, it's it's he he's he's closer to the finish line than he's the beginning. But the reality is I thought a few years ago he was at the finish line. The beauty of where he is now is he's still happy, he's still healthy, he's still eating, he's bouncy, and he drives my wife crazy on a daily basis. She says, sometimes he just barks and he goes around in circles and it is hilarious, but it's also annoying. But you know what? It's better than the alternative not having him. We made one simple change in his life. We started giving him rough greens a few years ago, and it's changed everything. It's helped his body when it comes to his aches and pains. It's given him more energy. It has just made him healthier and happier. Try it for free. All it is is a supplement. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food and watch what happens. Try it for free. All you do is cover the cost of shipping. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. It's about love, baby. It's about L-O-V-E. We discuss straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore. And love is It is Valentine's Day, kids and the kittens. To you. It's been a lot of money. $26 billion on Valentine's Day. $25 billion will be sent by, uh, spent by men. <laughs> it's not very nice, Chad. Baby, baby, $145 million greeting cards. How about that? Here's the bloody history of Valentine's Day, or at least as it's told by some. 
While it is associated with love, of course it is, Chad. It is associated with love in the purest form of that one day that we care for a person enough to buy a card written by someone else. <laughs> How we got here? little different you know they've thrown some stuff out about birds mating about a lot of different things but the most likely historical figure that would bring you to this would be saint valentine himself valentine or valentine de terni now he was a roman saint third century Old Valentine there was thrown into jail, secretly marrying couples against the wishes of emperor claudius ii who put forth an edict i say banning marriage for military personnel the emperor believed marriage would distract his military and make them less efficient on said battlefield. Now, there was a jailer. His name was Asteris. He taunted old Valentine there. You are in jail. You know, taunting him. I can out here do this, and I can go over here and do that, and I can do this, but you can't because you're in jail. Now, the Catholic priest, old Valentine, there apparently had powers. That's what people are saying, hence the reason why he became a saint. Say he could... Restore the sight of Julia, his captive's, or his captor's daughter. Asterisk there. Say, hey, I can fix your daughter's eyesight. And he's like, no, he can't. I said, yeah, recite this prayer. Sure enough, Julia's eyesight came back. All struck by his powers, Asterisk converted to Christianity and released all religious prisoners. Ooh, twist. Insta plot. Now, Emperor Claudius II was not thrilled by this. He was pissed. I can't Catch those two. And they did. And he's like, look, I don't know what to do with you guys, but you've pissed me off. Nothing says love like chopping your heads off. And that's exactly what happened. On what date? This date in February 14th, 271 AD. Now, Valentine... D. Tierney reportedly wrote a letter to Julia signed from your Valentine giving rise to the celebration of his martyrdom. Oh. One of the little stories that goes around when it comes to Valentine's Day. In the United States of America, we celebrate it by giving people candy and flowers and cards and things of that nature because, yes, that guy sacrificed his life, had his head lopped off, but we say I love you in a card. Again, written by another person. Nothing says more love like that one day a year when you feel obligated and or forced to give somebody something because Valentine's 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Now, you know, a little storytelling right there for you on how we got to Valentine's Day and all the stuff we're going to do today. So we hand out cards and presents and candy and overpriced flowers or those flowers you bought as you got off the freeway and thought, oh, my God, it's Valentine's Day. I forgot to get flowers. How much? I only got 20. I'll take 20. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. To Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Somebody has thrown their hat into the ring for the uh, GOP side of the presidential uh, candidacy. We'll talk about that. Plus, some other interesting, wacky stuff that goes on in this beautiful, gorgeous Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. Hey, guys, will you be my Valentine? Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We've got a second person that has thrown their hat into the ring on the GOP side. Obviously, Trump did it early. Uh, now we've got a lady that has thrown her hat into the ring. She's ready to do battle. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in this corner, Nikki Haley. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say, your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Yeah, that's how it started off. Three minutes and 30 seconds. By the way, uh, born uh, Nimrata Nikki Rondawa. So we know her as Nikki Haley. Uh, she was uh, born to immigrants here, uh, born in the United States of America. Her her parents, though, uh, were born in, in, in India. Uh, so she has grown up here. She is a, a, a woman who has done extremely well at the local level of politics. Then she did extremely well as the governor of the state of South Carolina. And then she did really well uh, representing us as an ambassador to the United Nations. And this was kind of the worst kept secret that she has thrown her hat into the ring. And and she has definitely thrown her hat into the ring. There is no doubting that because she says so. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. So uh, does she have a chance? Uh, I often wonder, and I I say this, uh, you know, I was talking yesterday to Jim Garrity of the National Review because I filled in, I'll be doing it for the next couple days for the Three Martini Lunch, great podcast. If you ever listen, you have a chance. How many people are running for president? How many people are running to raise a profile? And how many people potentially are running for another office? If that makes sense, a running mate scenario. I know a lot of people are looking at Tim Scott, whose story is amazing. Uh, Nikki Haley's story is pretty damn good as well. Uh, this is, you know, a little bit more old school conservatism. Great stories. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of stories, the kind the Republicans love to tell. So it's very interesting to see, you know, are, are people really running for president? Or some people like always thought Huckabee was all not Sarah. But uh, old uh, old pops there was always running for whatever book he was selling. <laughs> that made sense. Like just he wanted his name out there. It helped his profile. OK, here, uh, you know, the worry is that a bunch of people are going to get in. And what's going to happen is Trump's going to have that 30 percent, 25 to 30 percent of people that are are his people. And they're not going anywhere. They love him. And they're they're sticking with him and that because it could be so fragmented that he's going to get through everything 
because that 25-30% will be much larger than everybody else. And there's a thought process. Do you get everybody together and say, look, let's fight this battle as, as a team against Trump because we need to restore the Republican Party back to what it was, the grand old party? Or is this, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. How does Trump get his money? How much of this is, re- and, and that's very real because there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to throw money behind Trump, you know, that are billionaires who have a lot more money than Trump. And are willing to throw some money behind people that that that's not Trump. But if they feel like they're they're not going to get their values worth, what do they do? This will be interesting. And and you know, again, it's it's twenty four seven now. This is not an a a overnight thing when it comes to politics, where it's like you know you see these people say, "Well, we're going to declare that uh, we're going to have an election in six weeks," and away everybody goes. It doesn't work that way anymore. It doesn't. How does it work? Well, it works like this. Away we head. Away we head a year and a half plus, plus, plus away from anything real. I mean, it's going to be, what, June, July of next year before we're in a position where we go, okay, it's this, and then they're going to have the, you know, the conventions and stuff. We're still so far away from that. But you have to earn your stripes early. You have to get money and you have to get position. Other countries, they'll say we're having an election in six weeks. We we know when the elections are coming. And people, you see how much it costs now to win an election. People put tens of millions of dollars to win a mayoral election in a small city. They'll put hundreds of millions to win it in a major city. And they'll put billions upon billions into it to win the presidency. It's that important. That's why they get at it early. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Speaking of getting at it early, we've got some serious issues when it comes to schooling and the times of schools. Are we going to be changing times of kids going to school? This morning, a growing effort to get students more sleep. School districts now considering later start times to boost student productivity and health. We have like a scheduled sleep in once a month maybe, and I feel like like everyone's progress on those days is like a lot more efficient and concentrated yeah uh california did it uh what last year i think and i know my son goes to school a little bit later and it is they're looking at this you know more sleep kids are staying up a little bit later doing homework everybody's got twelve thousand curriculum activities they're doing nowadays because it looks great on your on your resume for school uh for college uh we are you know, our kids, we're asking our kids, it's odd, we're asking our kids to do a lot, and then at the same time, they want to do very little, which is which is weird. But they're pushing towards this for a lot of different things. And it's not just about, you know, doing better in school. Some of it's about the well-being of kids as well. I think it helped me as a student because I'd get more rest and I'd feel more energized. Ridgewood, New Jersey school board voted last night in favor of changing high school hours to start no earlier than 8.20 a.m. instead of the current start time of 7.45. That's interesting. They'll get out a little bit later at 3, 3.05, I think, instead of like 2.40. Uh, but, you know, especially if you're in high school, even if you're in junior high, it's not a big deal because you got stuff going on. So many, again, so many kids have other things going on right afterwards. But there's a lot that plays into it. And one of them is the well-being of kids. And I say that because there's a new study out about, in particular, young girls. And it is frightening. To see how bad 
it is for young girls and their mental health. It is it is horrific the way that things are going. And I think this is one of the things that is going to help them in that in that movement towards a little bit later uh, starting times. Uh, I don't know if that's true. We touched yesterday, you know, I mean, sleep is vitally important. We touched yesterday on that girl that got bullied and how horrific it was. I don't know if later starting time is going to help, but that's one of the things about the well-being side of stuff. But if you're seeing some of the statistics that are coming out about young girls in high school in particular, it's frightening. For every 10 teenage girls you know, at least one of them, and probably more, has been raped. This tragedy cannot continue. That is insane. It is terrifying to think that one in 10 girls is raped and or sexually assaulted in school. The numbers are ugly. And the CDC is talking about the issues that are happening when it comes to their emotional support, that they that this is a bad, horrible situation that is going on right now in our schools, in particular with young girls. And I think social media has a huge part to play in this. New CDC data says nearly three in five teen girls felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. That's a 60% increase in the highest level reported in a decade. The report also finding more than half of LGBTQ plus students recently experienced poor mental health with more than one in five attempting suicide in the last year. More school-based activities said to be a solution, calling schools a vital lifeline to help struggling youth. If suicidal thoughts are affecting you or someone you know, call or text 988, the new suicide and crisis lifeline for help. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is scary and out there. I have got uh, two stepdaughters that, you know, are, are mine as far as I'm concerned. And I've got my daughter who's four and a half and I've got my son. And I do, you know, I mean, you worry because it is such a different world. Like I say, we, we saw that, that, that story we did yesterday on that bullying, that girl that killed herself. This is... This is a girl who was bullied who, when, let's be real, when we used to think about kids who were bullied when we were, you know, when we were younger, it was, you know, the Steve Urkel types of, oh, nerds, and it was, it was horrible, and it was, but it ended at two or three o'clock. Now bullying is 24-7. Bullying starts in one classroom, and by the time you get out of that class, it's gone from there viral. It is, it's a different world than, than we lived in. And on top of that, bullying and even in your own mind, when you see everybody on social media and how beautiful everybody is and, and it, it is, it, you know, and how fake we all know it is because uh, as adults, we get it. It's, it's a tough time and girls are struggling tremendously with it. it you know, it, it took three out of five girls are emotionally stressed and depressed to the point of suicidal thoughts and raising young girls. I try to ground them every day in in life and how this isn't real. And you don't take this thing as seriously as you think that a lot of people want you to. And to to, you know, enjoy the time and enjoy all the great stuff that goes along with social media and, and hanging out with friends. But understand that no matter what craziness and chaos can happen, it will pass. And that that the Internet is not as real as everybody else wants to make it out to be. But I also am not in a position where. As a 52-year-old man where I didn't grow up with a phone in my hand. I grew up looking people in the eyes. And I think we need to get more back to human emotion than, than, than we are right now. But it is a different time. And trying to help them maneuver through it is challenging at times. 323-538-2423. At Chad Menson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, 
all of the other things. You know, as we talk about that, there's a, this portion of the program is brought to you by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp has been absolutely uh, amazing for my family, including my eldest daughter, who struggles. She's got autism, and she struggled with several things, especially being locked down and, and, and having learning issues. And I will tell you this, sometimes it's just somebody to talk to. And learning online has been a helper for, uh, and so has BetterHelp, because BetterHelp is something you do 100% online. They help place you with licensed therapists, and they've done this with over 3 million people. You fill out a questionnaire, and it is really incredible. It's so much more affordable, and I just love what it's done for my family. I know it'll help your family as well. Maybe you just need help with making a big decision. You want somebody to talk to, or maybe there's something deeper. This is how you can find out. Fill out the questionnaire. You go to betterhelp.com slash Benson. You're going to save 10% on your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Benson. Find out how it can work for you and your family. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. We're going to sit back, take a deep breath on this gorgeous Valentine's Day. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap it on up. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. And she walked in the place. I knew a smile in an instant. I knew the curves of her face. It was my own lovely lady. And she said, Oh, it's you. Then we laughed for a moment. And I said, I never knew that you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. A little bit of fun right there. It's Valentine's Day and nothing says fun like somebody was cheating on their girlfriend and her girlfriend is cheating on her boyfriend. <laughs> Only to find out they love the exact same things, but they never knew that they like pina coladas. The most unlikely pop star in the history of pop stars. If you've ever seen Rupert Holmes, who wrote and sang the song, you would say, why is my history teacher in a nice sweater with a long sleeve shirt underneath and the collar sticking out and a very professor-like beard with coiffed hair singing a song about pina coladas, which to this day, old Rupert says, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't like pina coladas. I've never even drank one. <laughs> By the way, just to let you guys know, got to number one in Canada. We also did number one in the United States, America, as well. Topped out on the UK charts at only 23, but uh, still a massive hit. And to this day, continues to wow us and dazzle us because it's just such a bizarre song. When the kids listen to it, they're like, nobody was swiping left or right. I'm like, nobody was. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your show. It's your song. That's where I'm at right now, kids. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, so my on-air partner here, and my life partner, my on-air partner, nothing wrong with that, whatever. Uh, he posted something about the He Gets Us ad uh, and the Super Bowl, you know, so the night before the Super Bowl and the He Gets Us and blah, blah, blah. So he posts something about it, and he gets all of this hate about Jesus. <laughs> and I thought to myself, 
You know, he's like, why are people so angry? I'm like, I'll tell you why they're angry. Because they, because they want to be angry. You know, like this guy that shot up Michigan State and he killed three and, and you know, there's still five fighting for their lives and he's dead now. And, and you know, all the questions about the motives. The mo- it's, it, people are angry and it sucks that they're angry. But we've also allowed people who are just miserable to connect with other people that are miserable. And it's a sad state that we're in that world where nobody's happy. But I'm like, happy doesn't sell. You know the old saying, if you have a bad steak, you'll tell 10. If you have a good steak, you'll tell one. That's now, now you go and you turn that into algorithms, and that's life. If you tweet something horrible and snarky, you'll get a ton of reactions. And for some people, it's more about the reaction. And they don't care if it's good or bad than it is anything else. People just love to whine, bitch, and moan. I don't have time for that in my life. I don't. I tell my kids that all the time. You know, Nikki Haley, who's running for president, she she came out today with her little thing. And if you've not seen it, you know, it's a three minutes of stuff. But the beginning of it, and maybe I'll play it again really quick, because I just thought this was fascinating in, in what she talked about with her being from somewhere else and and and, you know, being here in the United States. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. And I continue to tell people that every day. And you'll hear all the disdain and hatred of America and the people out there that live in a world of race. And let me tell you something. When they're screaming racism, 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 every time they say that, cha-ching, 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 because their job is racism. Their job is to perpetuate it. Their job is to continue to push it forward. Their job is not to advance anything other than their own pocketbooks. They're not giving it to their advice and their opinions and their books for free. They're doing it because anger sells. I think we need to remind ourselves on this Valentine's Day, and I want you to be my Valentine, that America is a pretty damn good Valentine. 323-538-2423. Have a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow. Eat some tacos. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.